It's like the bottom of the ninth. Like we're up against the odds. Running out of time. You only got one shot. When it's really do or die, when your back's against the wall, when you're fighting for survival, do you believe in you or not? I'm a believer. I believe. I'm a believer. As should we all be. You are a Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. I want to thank you kindly for jumping on this ride today and making this your first stop for all your Oklahoma State information here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Guys, it just, uh, yeah, it's okay to to, uh, expect more. It's okay to be happy about the fact that we have been one of the top 15 most winningest programs in the last decade plus. But if we don't capitalize on it and we continuously talk about, well, maybe next year, well, maybe next year, maybe next year, eventually we will lose that status as a big-time yearly contender. You know, I don't think we're being negative uh, at all. I think, if anything, we're being optimistic about the capabilities of the future. The cupboard is not bare. Nobody's saying that Mike Gundy needs to be fired. But if he doesn't have a fire within him to, uh, you know take some ownership, some accountability, and decide that there's clearly some things that need to be corrected, that need to be adjusted. I just, I feel like we're doing the university a disservice. Loyal and true doesn't just mean you got a degree. Loyal and true should go deeper than that. Loyal and true should go significantly deeper than just acceptance of, of not necessarily mediocrity, but Failure, abject failure, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. And I know that a large portion of us are scared, right? Because of being so, so terribly awful for 70 plus years. People are scared that it's going to revert back to that. And it, it could happen, right? That it's, it's, it's a risk that you run. But just like, you know, what we discussed the other day, Is it not better to die fighting on your feet than to live unhappily on your knees? Mike Gundy has raised the level of Oklahoma State University to heights that nobody ever really saw coming. But that's also the same exact reason why we should expect more. We're not fighting for six-win seasons anymore. 
We're supposed to be fighting for nine or ten win seasons every stinking year. Why? Because Mike Gundy raised that for us. Mike Gundy did that for us. But it doesn't mean he gets a free pass forever and a day just because he's the greatest coach in Oklahoma State history doesn't mean that we should continuously talk about, well, maybe next year, well, maybe next year, or what's this coordinator's fault, or it's that coordinator's fault, or it's this injury's fault, or it's this failure in recruiting's fault. It's, it's, it can't always be somebody else's fault, guys. That's, that's, I think that's the biggest point here is if you look back historically, even if you threw out the Bedlam record, right, which is in 99% of places inexcusable. But even if you take that out, you can't really prop up the record against a subpar, definitely mediocre Texas. Texas has been mediocre uh, by every definition of it over the last eight to 10 years. So our record against Texas, yes, it's better. It's better than it's ever been. But isn't it the same thing? It's like if if you went and you beat up the world's tallest midget, is that really worth writing home about? I mean, yeah, you you you, you did your job, you were successful, but they didn't really have the, the chances that you have to uh, capitalize on the field. Texas and Oklahoma State are not, I repeat, are not in the same category. And I'm not talking about financially. And I'm not talking about recruiting or NIL or any of that right now. I'm just talking about, on face value, the success that we've had compared to the success success they've had. It's not the same. So we shouldn't be propping our record against Texas up when they have not been but barely meddling in the middle of the Big 12 for uh, quite some time now. It's, if you, okay, I think this is a serious, serious thing. If you were to walk up to any random Alabama fan, Arkansas fan, Wake Forest fan, Wisconsin fan, Michigan fan, USC fan, Oregon fan, or even an OU fan, about what do you think about Oklahoma State University football? Do you think that the large portion of those people are going to say, oh, uh, you guys are a top 15 winning program year in and year out for the last 15 years? Is that is that the answer do we expect? Or do we think the answer most likely could be, oh, yeah, uh, the really good team that can never quite get over the hump and win anything? Which of those two scenarios do you think most fans nationally would choose? And yeah, I just uh, it's head it's it's a head scratcher for sure. Um, you know, mismanagement of, of talent it, it it happens. Mismanagement of recruiting it happens. Mismanagement of a season or so it happens. But mismanagement of 85% of the big games for the last 15 years should not be something that gets a glowing, scathing review of positivity. 
Uh, but if you are looking for a scathing review of positivity, I I think that you should probably go check out simplysafe.com. Go to simplysafe.com slash locked on college to figure out what part of the system works best for you to protect you and your family. The Vast Protect technology gives you 24-7 monitoring agents that capture video evidence to verify the threat and give you faster police response, faster than San Francisco. Uh, they have doorbell cams, sensors, activation codes, silent codes, uh, panic buttons, secret pins. And you, by going to simplysafe.com slash locked on college, can figure out which one of these options is going to work best to secure you and your family. Okay, so I have the first half of Bedlam graded. And if, if you guys absolutely want that full diatribe, uh, I will gladly, gladly do so. Uh, please just uh, let me know in the comments and whatnot uh, or find me on Twitter if that's what you need me to do. But I think that I don't necessarily need to go to the entirety of the first half because if you just turn on the tape from the very, very beginning of the game, I'm talking 15 minutes, the very first possession that OU had I, I think if you just looked in one area of the field, one player, one position, and watched that first drive, it'll sum up 90% of how the first half went, okay? So the very, very, very first play, Xavier Benson and Mason Cobb both keyed on the running back, and it was a, a, a fake. There is not a play in football defensively where that is supposed to happen, right? Everybody has a responsibility, whether it be a person or a spot on the field, if you're playing zone, as opposed to man, right? Everybody has a, a certain area or person they're responsible for. Very, very rarely do you have multiple people responsible for one dude. It can happen, but it just, it, it looked like one of those two, and I couldn't see exactly which one it was, uh, made the wrong decision, went the wrong way, right? And they both broke hard on the running back, which left the backside wide open. The very, very next play, 14 minutes, 52 seconds in, Xavier Benson sits on his heels. The ball snapped. He kind of takes a couple steps. Then he decides to blitz. Mind you, a quarterback's clock is like three seconds. So if you're waiting two to three seconds before you even blitz, what's 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 the point? There is a delayed blitz. I, I get that. But usually you can tell uh, how a, de a delayed blitz uh, comes to fruition based off of if there's any stunts or twists or anything like that happen on the D-line. So if they're not seeing a lot of that, to have a, a gap purposely opened up, that tells you it's probably just a bad blitz. And then he he takes on the line of scrimmage, and he doesn't get skinny. He doesn't lower the shoulder. He doesn't get sideways. He gets pushed by one hand. The, the tight end gets one hand on him, barely. Uh, and he literally uh, gets drove into everybody else, and he falls on the ground, and he lays there. Uh, you can pause it, rewind it, the whole nine yards. And then we'll go uh, 14 minutes, 31 seconds into the first quarter. Same thing. Xavier Benson sits about four to five yards deep at linebacker depth which is not, not, not a bad deal, obviously, but he let the offensive lineman get all the way up to him, which is not a good thing. 
And then he let that lineman drive him eight to nine yards backwards and got a pancake out of the deal. Should an offensive lineman be getting a pancake 10 yards upfield? Absolutely not. Uh, and then you can, okay, very next play. Uh, we're in zone this time, 14 minutes, 18 seconds left. He decides that although he's responsible for the underneath route, he drops back quite a ways into the zone. And then as soon as he recognizes that he was far too far away to have his man, which is the underneath route, which happened to be Eric Gray on this play, as soon as he realizes he made the mistake, he beelines to where the runner is already at. And he literally gets himself blocked by the ref due to his angle. And then he just reaches one arm out there and he completely whiffs. And then he jogs down the field behind the play. Okay. And then we go to 14 minutes and three seconds left. Xavier Benson, again, he does another slow late blitz. And, and by what the defensive line was doing, it didn't look like it was supposed to be a delayed blitz. It could have been, but whether it's a, it's a time blitz that you're just off on, or it's a delayed blitz, you cannot come to the line lazy. You cannot get caught up in the wash. There's again, everybody's responsible for a certain player, certain part of the field. There's not very many times in, in football where you have multiple dudes responsible for one, one job, one spot on the field. Uh, so why, why did he get washed up and, and, and lazily meander through the line and prevent a double contained situation? I don't know. Okay, let's stick with uh, Xavier Benson again. 13 minutes, 42 seconds in. Xavier Benson gets beat to the line of scrimmage by Sean Michael Flanagan. And then we have another double type of contained situation where he stands on the backside of the play and watches the touchdown. How often should a safety beat a linebacker to the line of scrimmage? Not, not very. That, that's, that's the logical answer. That shouldn't happen. And, and again, guys, that's just the very, 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 very first drive. But the example is um it's it's there it's there to see right uh if you caught the post game press conferences they, they were fairly interesting uh you already heard my take on gundy you know chillaxing relaxed in his his uh recliner type of interview and answers that he gave uh very very frustrating obviously but what caught my my interest? Okay, so do you know why Gundy refuses to allow freshmen to do interviews with media? And a lot of universities have some similar policy. Not only that, why do they have specific players that they choose to go do these interviews? Typically, it's because two reasons. Uh, one, a freshman's probably going to let too much slip, right? He just doesn't have the 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 um, je ne sais quoi, of handling the media. So their natural inclination as a freshman is to just blurt stuff out. And usually it's fairly true. So you don't want a freshman up there disclosing any, any uh, unnecessary information to the media until they can go through media classes and things of that nature. Uh, that's number one. Number two, it's just, it's because 
they pick certain players so they don't have that issue, so they don't have a slip of the tongue. So when you hear uh, Casey Dunn, out of his mouth, not mine, out of his mouth in an interview, it's on YouTube, say it would have been really, really nice if we could have kicked a field goal at this particular junction in the, in the game. And then, and then you could see him go, ah, but that, yeah, but that's, you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. That was a slip. That was a hundred percent slip of our OC not agreeing with the calls to con- continue kicking field goals. And then you hear uh, JT the second, right? The leader, the captain of maybe the whole defense, but at least the back end of the defense, uh, five picks on the season, good potential to end up with six or seven, and maybe eight, right? A phenomenal player. Out of his mouth, again, not mine. He said that obviously this game uh, against OU went significantly better than a couple of the other losses because we didn't give up and quit like we did against K-State. Not out of my mouth, out of the player's mouth. So you're, you're seeing these slips that Gundy has strategically invested a lot of time in over his career to make sure don't happen, right? So if they are happening, that means there is some dissent in the locker room. Maybe not a lot. Maybe maybe we don't know what this dissent is involving. But did you see Spencer Sanders blow up on the sidelines and lose his ever-loving mind, which nobody has ever, ever, ever seen him do on the sideline? Again, guys, there's it's okay to expect more. Again, nobody's calling for Gundy to be fired. Um, but this this thought process that if Gundy goes, then we're just gonna disintegrate into absolute nothingness and fall into the abyss of of constant losing seasons. I th- just think it's I think it's 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 it's, it's insane to me. We are a top 15 winning program over the last 15, 20 years. We have sent a significant number of people to the NFL, uh, especially recently. We have been able to uptick recruiting a little bit. We have been able to upgrade the facilities and keep up with the Joneses. So why do we have to continuously be okay with objective failure? If, if you don't like failure, then maybe you should go check out the thrilling new Nissan lineup. Guys, the new Nissan lineup is intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. If the vehicle is, is up to your standards, then you should pursue what thrills you in an all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Go check out the thrilling new lineup that they have available at NissanUSA.com. Okay, so for, for those of us who feel like the sky could potentially fall if, if Gundy were to retire or take another job or be fired at some point in time in the next few years, it's not, it's not like we should be comparing ourselves to, oh, look what happened in Nebraska. Oh, look what happened to AM. First of all, First of all, we don't have the issues they have internally. We're not a bunch of overly entitled, spoiled children. 
So I don't think we're going to have those same issues regardless. But even if you take out the monetary side of things, the culture is real. The bringing family back is real. And I think that is all a phenomenal foundation for the success that we could potentially have in the future. But to think that, you know, it's just, it's impossible uh, to take a decent job or even a good job and make it better is completely asinine. I mean, there's uh, bukus of examples. Uh, Matt Rule did it. Dave Aranda did it. Lincoln Riley's done it twice. Sam Pittman did it. Lance Leipold did it. Sonny Dykes did it. Urban Meyer's done it. Chip Kelly's done it before. Dabble Sweeney did it. Nick Saban's done it before. Brian Kelly's done it before. So out of all of those people, who do you take out that is just head and shoulders above my Gundy? Nick Saban? Maybe Dabo Sweeney? Who else? Would you put Chip Kelly above my Gundy? I don't know that I would. Would you put Urban Meyer? Uh, well, as a coach, just, just coaching college football, yeah, probably. But we don't want all that baggage. At least Gundy doesn't come with all that baggage. But again, guys, it's, it's I think, ridiculous to think that with how far we've come as a program, that we would be fishing at the bottom of the barrel for our next coach and that we should automatically assume that things are going to get worse. There are a significant number of coaches over the last 5, 10, 15 years that have gone somewhere that was pretty good, right? That was fairly successful and made it better. We've seen people go to play programs that are good and make them great. We've seen people go from to ter- from terrible, terrible programs to being really good, like Lance Leipold. So this 15, 16-year buildup, it's, it's fair. Right. You know, it, it, we call it the slow grind. Gundy took the slow grind route and he probably had to because, you know, the, the things that entice people about Stillwater are going to be different than L.A. So, you know, you do have to take a little bit of a different approach. So the slow grind was acceptable because of how terrible we were for so long. But is it not at least time for us to help growing the brand and help growing the university by being okay with upping our expectations. If the talent has been up, then the expectations should be too, correct? Something has to happen because this is not the same team that we've seen on the field over the last couple of years. It's just, it's not right. Gundy came out of 2020 different. And it showed until recently. And I just, you know, guys, the, 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 the writing's all over the place. And I wish that we would stop, you know, collectively being so deathly afraid of us t- tanking into the toilet if Gundy were to go. We're paying this gentleman $7.5 million to do what? To just simply be better than than the 90s? To just be better than the 70s? To just be better than the 1920s? Like, why can't we all just come together behind the fact that we want the best for Oklahoma State University? That's it. That's all it is. Right? Right? And we have to do our part. 
ladies and gentlemen, I, I feel like it's it's been written in stone a thousand times by now that if we don't grow, then we die, right? And I understand people are afraid of going back to the 90s if Gundy leaves. But I think we should be more afraid of us sliding back there due to eventual irrelevance anyways. Like, how long do we wait before it's too long to wait? That's the thing. This is uh, this is a new a new day and age in college football. This re transfer recruiting era type stuff. It's made things different. You adapt or you die, right? That's in anything, in any job, any sport, anywhere. If you cannot adapt, you will not be productive. And if you're not productive, you will lose the benefits that you have built up over over the years. It was a rough weekend all the way around. Oklahoma State men's basketball dropped a dud in the Bahamas. Uh, women's basketball lost their first game of the season. And it was very uncharacteristic, uh, pretty sloppy. Uh, we couldn't make the free throws to, to control the game at the end. But, okay, so here, here's, I think, a difference. We know in a very, very, very short amount of time that J.C. Hoyt, is going to hold herself accountable. She's going to hold the girls accountable. And whatever workout they're having today is going to be reflective of that, right? They let the game slip. J.C. Hoyt is not going not gonna to be okay with that. She's not going to make excuses for that. She's not going to get out and talk about all of the injuries and how their center can't get rebounds effectively. Or, you know, she's not going to do that. She's going to take ownership. She's going to find a way to fix it, and she's going to fix it from what we've seen in a very small sample size. A men's basketball team it might be a different story, unfortunately. Uh, we've proven over the last 15, 20 years that we can recruit with anybody in the country all day, every day. But we're not, we're not seeing the wins and losses column reflect that. You know, it, it's just, it's, it, it's sad. So, again, Sample size. We have a decent sample size for Mike Boynton. And it's just, it's hard to expect a whole lot of change because this has been fairly consistent, right? So there are people that are ready to run Boynton out of town. Why do we allow the mediocrity of football, but we don't accept it in other sports? I mean, we just fired, uh, we fired a couple golf coaches since, since Holder took over as AD before Weiberg because it's unacceptable. Is it because we used to win a bunch of national titles in golf? So we have a higher expectation. Maybe. Is it because we used to be a team competing for big 12 titles and final four appearances all the time in basketball. So now we're underperforming. Maybe. Could it be that women's basketball hasn't really done a whole lot historically that we're just over the moon to have somebody this this intense. We have, uh, we you know, we made a couple uh, NCAA runs over the last five, 10 years, but, you know, it's not, not a lot. Uh, but why do we not accept it in other sports, but we're okay with it in football? I think that's very, very, very fair to at least ask. 
And if I'm crazy, feel free to let me know. I definitely want, want y'all's opinion. Uh, if you want me to do a, a complete deep dive on all of the film, I gladly will. Um, I personally would, would rather just move on to West Virginia because after grading the first half, I know the second half was a lot better, but it's just the same things are rearing their ugly heads. And again, if this is three times in one year that we've had to say, we haven't looked this bad since 2005, then we should change our perceptions. I think, um, yeah, I could be wrong. I've been wrong once before back in, back in 1997. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. But yeah, guys, I just uh, I think we should want more for our university because again, if we're not growing, you're dying. And if you become stagnant, imagine what the recruiting would look like then. People aren't happy with the number thirty-two class, the number forty-two class, the number fifty-two class. If we do not capitalize on the consistency that we have maintained over the last 10, 15 years, I don't think anything good comes after that. That's just my opinion. But let me hear your thoughts. Let me know down in the comments section if I missed something, if I'm underestimating something, um, or if I'm just, uh, you know, flat out focusing on the wrong things. I don't know. I really, you know, I'm at a loss. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've, I've got uh, the entire first half graded. So if you guys want that, let me know. But, um, yeah. I feel like if we're not expecting growth, then we're doing our university a disservice and we are not being loyal and true by doing that. Anybody I love you all. God bless. Go pokes. I'll see you tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we'll start focusing on West Virginia guys. There is still an insane amount of positives. We don't have to find them. Now we just have to keep them and make it all fit. All right, y'all. I'll see you tomorrow.